Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this, guys? Being dudes here on the draft. Podcast. Kyle Krabs joined by not Joe Marino, but rather Chris Schuert, the person I'd rather share today's show with anyway. So Joe wants to take vacation. That's fine. Go ahead. Take vacation, Joe. I'm going to thoroughly enjoy today on the show with Chris Schubert talking about the nuances of Baker Mayfield situation, kind of an updated snapshot of that standoff between the team and the quarterback. And now apparently standoff between a couple of different sources. So like, source it's fight. always source it's fight. T- source there's fight. no off season in the NFL. So welcome to Draft Dudes. We're talking Baker Mayfield today on the show. Chris, how are yes. you? Yes, doing fantastic. Uh, happy National Fried Chicken Day to you. Which anytime there's a food national day that I'm a fan of, I'm interested in. Support. I'm interested in this one, so I just wanted to uh, to share uh, that with you, and I want to share with you our friends over at Bet Online that continue oh. to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, latest fighting news, and oh, by the way, since we're talking football here on the show next season's early NFL futures. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action bet online where the game starts. And Kyle, yesterday on the show, we talked about the craziness that is going on in college football. And I figured today we can talk about the craziness that is in the NFL right now. In which I think the yes, okay, please go ahead. Timeout, calling it. Okay, just, timeout. Just, One of the, just you have just two left, two left. Real quick, I, I I'm not going to need them. This is this is we're going in, into the half as far as discussing the college football thing goes. But have you seen the proposal from the ACC and Pac-12? Well, have you I, seen this? So all I saw, it's not derail us completely, is I saw a Dennis Dodd headline that says the ACC and the Pac-12 are like talking about a loose partnership and. All that reminded me of was exactly the mess that the, the alliance. Pac- yeah, the alliance. That's exactly where I I went, and I was like, um, you do know that that didn't work the last time, right? It's like it's like in I'll make another wrestling comparison, right? So you've got a stable, like a group of yep. guys that all run together, and management decides, okay, you know, so and so is ready for a push, so the the teams are going to turn on this, or the guys are going to turn on this guy, right? And then, like, six months later, you know what happens? Like, the remaining group, somebody turns on somebody else. So if you really think, if you're the ACC or the Pac-12, that, like, you just got burned and you're going to dap it up and say, yeah, loose agreement that would include a championship game between the two conferences. And, like, okay, let's assume the teams that we talked about leave for – the big 12 that has already been discussed. And I'm sure this would be like a counter proposal to that, to keep them in, in the bag together. But like what good does a championship game between the ACC? Like, is that in lieu of a conference championship? Is that the two conference champions play each other with an extra game? 
because, okay, congrats. Now you just whittled your field in half for like your credentials for the college football playoff when it's all said and done, assuming that continues to go the way that it does. So uh, I just found that incredibly humorous. It's like the conferences that you typically associate with not being the power players, the desperation that comes through with all the ideas that like the meme where it's like, how do we do this? And there's like an idea at the table, an idea at the table. And then that guy at the end of the table who has like, like the really bad ideas, like, why don't we do this? And they throw him out the window. Like every idea coming out of the Pac-12 at the ACC right now is that guy getting thrown out the window. Well, it, it just, to your point, it just reeks of desperation right now. Like you can feel the desperation by everybody that is not the SEC or the Big Ten. And it's just everyone's Imagine. scrambling uh, right now. But... The segue that I was making is that's the top story in college football. What I think the top story still remaining in the National Football League is Baker Mayfield, where he's going to play, the Panthers, the Seahawks, the Browns, this twisted circle of where who's going to play quarterback where. And we've had a little bit of an update to this. Now, I don't know how much you saw this, but yesterday. None. Zero. So yesterday, Ian Rappaport went on the Pat McAfee show like he does every week, and this is the quote from Ian Rappaport. Quote, I don't know what's going to happen with Baker Mayfield, but the Seahawks have never really been that interested in him, end quote. Now, when you hear that quote coming from Ian Rappaport, it doesn't really shock you. It's been extremely, extremely quiet on the Baker Mayfield front, almost in a quizzical manner, right? We were confused as to why nothing has really happened here, why the Seahawks or the Panthers pre-draft or none of these teams were interested in making a trade for Baker Mayfield. The money was a problem. We had all of these different conversations, but yet here we are July 6th and it's still out there. Well, Pro Football Talk did a, did a like a wrap-up story with report the Seahawks never had strong interest in Baker Mayfield. Josina Anderson covers the National Football League, quote, tweeted it and said, this is inaccurate. Though I can see why it may be necessary to float this now. One, in case the Seahawks don't get Baker Mayfield. Two, because if number one happens, it helps to manage the path ahead with their current situation. And three, they're still trying to figure out how I know slash hurt. So we've got a source fight going on. We have the Seahawks potentially being interested in Baker Mayfield. Rappaport says, no, they're not interested in Baker Mayfield. And now here we sit, July 6th, about a month away from training camp. Baker Mayfield's still on the Browns. We don't know who the starting quarterback of the Browns is going to be as we await the NFL to decide what they're going to do with Deshaun Watson. And I think this is, I think this is a fascinating conversation on a, a multitude of levels. So just hearing what you have laid out, I think I agree with Josina on this. That they're that they're, uh, they're padding they're, they're padding the blow of when they don't get him. Well, they're they're padding the blow of when they don't get him. But also, there's the whole reason there hasn't been any traction on the Baker Mayfield front is because the Browns surrendered all of their leverage the moment that they traded for Deshaun Watson, right? And Baker Mayfield has since made it abundantly clear. No, thanks, Cleveland. Like, it's not going to happen, right? Like, no matter what happens with Deshaun Watson. So, you have a player who's on a fifth-year option with $18.5 million in guaranteed money, fully guaranteed money. And that contract is such an albatross, the Browns aren't going to swallow it all unless they absolutely have to. And then we heard the traction that Carolina was really close. 
but there was the sticking point of how much of the money the Browns were going to swallow when it was all said and done to, to make the trade in the first place. So the teams, and, and the ironic part is it sounds like, from what we've heard, that Baker Mayfield would be more inclined to play for the Seahawks than he would be to play for the Panthers. So from Seattle's perspective, why would you need to trade and take on more of the money knowing full well that that was a divide between the only other contender that's been reported for Baker Mayfield and the Browns in the first place, and they couldn't agree to money. So this to me also feels like deadline spur action. Training camp Mm -hmm. is going to be the deadline that, that spurs action here. I'm in no rush to let Cleveland twist in the wind for them to get as desperate as they want to be, knowing full well that the player in question probably wants to come play for me as compared to Carolina. Uh, 18.858 million is the guaranteed for Baker Mayfield this season. And I think it's also important that you talk about the leverage that the other teams have over the Browns because of the Browns trading for Deshaun Watson, right? Well, there's also leverage in the sense of the Deshaun Watson suspension that is looming over all of this because I don't see a scenario where Deshaun Watson plays in the beginning of the season, but I also don't see see a scenario where when that happens, they go to Baker Mayfield and they ask him to be their starting quarterback for week one of the regular season. So there there is not a single scenario in which Baker Mayfield, I think, gets on the field for the Browns in 2022. So if you're the Browns, are you going to ask, are you going to sit Baker Mayfield down, let him be at home and collect $18.8 million? Or or what is more likely, are you going to cave a little bit on the salary uh, reduction that you've been negotiating with all of these teams and then ultimately get a little bit of a rebate down the road? And I think the other thing here too, Kyle, is we know how this works. Some It, it happens every year. There's going to be an injury in training camp somewhere. It is going to create a abundance of energy and intensity to this to where a team might have a quarterback that gets hurt in training camp or in a preseason game, and they need to explore their options, and they may look at Baker Mayfield as an option that works for them. So there's a lot at play here, but like we, we sit here on July 6th, and we're having the same fight that we had before the draft. We're having the same fight that we had in free agency, and it doesn't appear that it's getting any clearer. Right. Like that's my big takeaway is there's no difference between the argument that we're having now about this than we did in March when free agency opened. It's the same conversation. There's like no thong of the ice here. Did you know most people are paying too much on their auto loan? Dave used auto approved to refinance his car, replacing his overpriced loan with a cheaper loan and lowering his monthly payment. Now, since he's saved with auto approved, he's sitting behind the third base dugout instead of the bleachers. AutoApproved connects vehicle owners with their best available rates to refinance their existing car loans with no markups ever and handles the paperwork, yes, even the DMV, making it simple to save thousands and pay less each month. How? By instantly accessing the nation's top lenders to uncover great savings. When you refinance with AutoApproved, you get your best rate and more with an advocate that works for you to make sure you get the best deal that's right for you. In fact, in 2021, AutoApprove was able to save their customers on average over $150 a month. That means more money for better seats, better snacks, or that new jersey you deserve. 
Not only will they save you on your monthly auto payment, but for all of our listeners that refinance through Auto Approve, they'll send you $100 cash to your mailbox. So what are you waiting for? Auto loan rates are historically low. Take your tailgate to the next level when you refinance with Auto Approve. Put more money in your pocket for what matters most. To find out how much you could save and to claim your $100 cashback offer, visit autoapprove.com slash believe. That's autoapprove.com slash B-L-E-A-V. I, I also think it, it's worth acknowledging a couple things, and there's one of them's already come and gone outside of my head while you were giving me a chance to catch my breath, so thank you. But um, from Seattle's perspective, too, as far as compensation goes, that's going to be one of the big mysteries, right? Is it's like, what are you going to give to make this deal happen? Like, what is Baker Mayfield on a one-year $18.8 million contract that you presumably are not going to be paying all the money for? Like, what is he worth in a trade? Do you have, an, like, an arbitrary value that you could could spit out to me right now and, and we're assuming that we're not buying buying a draft pick by taking the full contract so it wouldn't be like mm-hmm. baker and a pick it would be either baker and a pick swap or baker for a pick right i could see i could see a scenario where it's like baker and a fifth for like a third or fourth like one of those kind of well, deals where like they i got bad a- news for you the panthers don't have a three Okay, it ain't going to be the Panthers, and 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 Baker is one hundred percent. They they traded right. the three this year as part of the trade up for Matt Corral, right? And and so if I'm Seattle and it's like, dude, I got two ones, I got two threes, I got two fives for next year's draft alone. Like, what is Carolina going to offer you anyway? Right. So and- it, it's really just we need to break Cleveland's will as far as their stubbornness on the salary here. Period. And you're just going to wait him out, right? Like, that's clearly what this is going to be. Because, again, like, Baker doesn't want to go to Carolina. I think that makes a lot of sense. Because we've talked about on this show plenty of times the situation that Carolina finds themselves in where more than likely at the end of next season, they are going to be without a coach and without a general manager. They are going to be cleaning house and starting over if things don't go well this season for Matt Rule. If you're Baker Mayfield, do you want to go into that mess be a part of a team that doesn't do very well, the head coach and the GM gets fired, and then you're not wanted by yet another organization? No, you have to position yourself well in your next venture. Because I think Baker Mayfield is a starting caliber quarterback in the National Football League. He should be on a team starting right now. It's just, I don't know how we're going to get there this year. Now, next year, Chris, situation's different. Chris. The, the situation you explained in, in Carolina for any quarterback sounds like a pretty highly stressful environment that could probably have negative adverse effects on your, your performance, would you not say? I, I would agree tremendously with that statement, yes. Now, I can't guarantee that Blue Chew would help with quarterback play on the field, but if you're worried about stress or anxiety or bad days negatively performing, neg- negatively impacting your performance at home in the bedroom with you and your partner, I got good news for you. Blue Chew is here to help. Blue Chew. It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form with tablets to help combat all forms of ED. And because Blue Chew is an online prescription, there's no awkward doctor's visits, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Everything is shipped discreetly to your front door. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. 
Their licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your individual prescription. If you don't like swallowing pills, no problem. These tablets are chewable. So here's the deal. Blue Chew, you can try for free. And you use the promo code BELIEVE at checkout. Just pay $5 in shipping. That is bluechew.com, promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get your first month free. Well, Kyle, we're talking about quarterback play, and it's almost that time of the year where we're going to be watching quarterback play every Saturday, Sunday, yeah. Monday, Thursday, yeah. Friday. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we got college football, we got pro football. Wednesdays want, in the MAC, right? You want to, you know, a little MAC. You want to be able to hear good quarterback play while you're watching. Immersed these, in good quarterback. You want to be immersed in good quarterback play yeah. while you're watching good no quarterback doubt. play. Well, that's where our friends. Uh, at the Sonos Ray come in. Experience TV, music, podcast, and games like never before with the Sonos Ray. This new, compact, and easy-to-use soundbar puts you at the center of all your entertainment with clear, crisp dialogue and perfectly balanced bass. Just plug in the power cable, connect to, the, connect to your TV, and get set up in the Sonos app within minutes. Joe's talked about it before. You can even use your existing uh, remotes to you to set up the soundbar with your TV. Makes it really easy. It's a clean, sleek, look and before you know it you have blockbuster sound and streamlined control of content from all of your favorite services visit sonos.com to shop ray now i gotta be honest joe is completely technologically illiterate so the fact that he figured out how to do the setup for that very easily is like the greatest testament that anybody could ever have it was the first thing he first thing he said to me when he got it he's like dude this was so easy to set up he was like i was i was set up in minutes so i know if anybody who's, who's been following me specifically for a long amount of time might feel as though this comment is going to come out of the other side of my mouth here, but cause, cause, oh, no, genuinely, because I, I generally prescribe to the idea of if you have conviction of a player, then you would benefit from always setting the market for that player instead of waiting and reacting for the next generation of contracts to come through at that position, right? Because as you get more contracts and normalizes higher pay, you are going to pay more. And we've talked about that with Dak Prescott for a really long time. Right. The wide receiver market this offseason. Correct. Yeah. And and if you give it three years, I'd be willing to bet the Devontae Adams contract and the, the Tyreek Hill contract are not going to look so bad as far as wide receivers go. But so I, I have always kind of preached like a hey, team always set the market. And I've hammered the Cowboys for not paying Dak sooner because it cost them four to five million dollars a season, probably when it was all said and done, if not more. But can we normalize not exercising the fifth-year option? Oh, what a great point this in, is. Yes. In in the current landscape, like, I want to give the Denver Broncos a ton of credit because the Broncos had Garrett Bowles and elected after his first three seasons not to exercise his fifth-year option because he was, quite frankly, bad when he was there for his first three years. And year four, you know what happened? He played lights out. And you skipped the fifth-year option fully guaranteed, and you just gave him a contract extension. And if you're going to do that for a quarterback, guess what? You have the franchise tag at your disposal for two years. So you're instead of for a first-round quarterback, if you're not certain after year three, why not just don't exercise the fifth-year option knowing instead of five years of guaranteed contractual control plus two years of the franchise tag, you have four years of contractual control plus two years of the franchise tag for the cost of somewhere to six to $8 million in fully guaranteed money over one season. 
Yeah, I, I, I can think of two examples on the complete opposite ends of this spectrum that, that show that, the, that NFL teams don't do this properly. I mean, the Panthers, and I hate to keep bringing them up, but they're just at the center of this. The Sam Darnold. They traded for Sam Darnold and immediately picked up his fifth year option. Like immediately. Like they didn't even give it a chance to evaluate the guy who they, they New York ran out of town. Like he was not good in three years in New York. Joe Douglas comes in and says, we're done. They trade him for a two, and then Carolina goes, you know what? That guy, we're interested. Fifth-year option. Like, they compounded the problem. They already gave up a high price tag right. for him, and then they're like, no, we're going to double down, pick up a fifth-year option. Great. But they, now, they, they, didn't even give, they didn't even give him, like, the, the Laramie Tunsil package that was like, oh, my God, you have to give a new contract to this guy. They gave up a two and a four, right? Or, or, a two and a four? I'm checking, but I, I I'll trust your judgment there. But it ended I, up being like the value of like the 48th pick in the draft, according to the draft value chart or something like that. It's like since when is that like you you are completely head over heels, in over your head, so committed to this player that you have to take that financial leap. You're talking about the deal between the Dolphins and the Texans, correct? Just to make sure we're on the same page here. Well. Yeah, I'm saying what the Texans gave the Dolphins, it was like, oh my God, like we we have to give him a contract extension. This can't be even the Orlando Brown contract. It, there was more assets that were flipped than what Sam Darnold, the Jets got for Sam Darnold. So if yeah. I'm Carolina, I don't look at what I paid for Sam Darnold. It's like, oh my God, we have to have this guy under contract no. for two years or otherwise this is going to be the worst move ever. Well, and then the, the, the flip side to this, and this is the other example I'm going to use, if you aren't going to exercise the fifth-year option, that doesn't mean that you become more willing to give up a player. The Cardinals did this with Hassan Reddick. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option because the first couple years that he was there, it was it was a misguided approach from coaching. There were multiple defensive coordinators. To, it, they did not know how to use him. He balled out in that fourth year, and then they chose not to re-sign him, and he went elsewhere and has been. A, it was a productive player. It was in Carolina, right? He was a productive player in did Carolina. Did they get a comp pick for him when he left, though? I don't remember. I can check, but I don't remember. But again, like, th like th this is the other end of the spectrum. Like th it's not it's not a binary. We're going to use this. And that means we're married to this guy. And it also doesn't mean that we're not going to use this and we're completely out on this guy. Like it is, it can be a fluid process of, okay, not super sold on this guy. Let's give it another year and then sign an extension. Or like, you don't have to rush into, oh my God, this guy's really good. We're going to pick up his fifth year option. Like you don't have to do that. You can let the process kind of play out a little bit, but teams are so, and we've seen this, teams can maneuver the cap the Saints do this every year. They just maneuver the cap. They just make right. it up as they go. Like, so you can do this. Right. You can, you don't have, like, everyone's so, oh, gosh, got to worry about the cap next year. Like, you could just restructure somebody's contract and then that money that you were going to save, you just have back again. Now, hold on. Let's let's not go down the salary cap rabbit hole because you're going to get me back on the soapbox. I'll say this. I have I have Dolphins fans asking me, Kyle, what kind of season does Tua need to have for the team to have the confidence to give him a fifth-year option or give him his second contract? I'm like, I don't care. what he Win the Super Bowl and we'll talk about the fifth-year option. Or the, I understand you're going to have to make a choice on the fifth-year option, but a second contract, the whole appeal with these guys is they're financially – appeasable and, and they have flexibility but when you, when you have uncertainty like the browns baker was good in a bad situation his rookie year then he was bad his second year and then he was good again his third year but he wasn't good enough to be like he's not without question right like josh allen and patrick mahomes those are the guys that you have the conviction in 
early on with who they are to say, yeah, we're really going to have a hard time seeing this thing go sideways. But a player like Baker, like even as, as good as the Browns were that year in which they won their first playoff game in 20 years and they went 11 and five and they almost beat Kansas city in the playoffs. Like great. You know what they were? They were still a run heavy offense with a scheme specific player at the quarterback position. Well, I don't know were... why they put themselves in this position. We need to, we need to normalize not exercising the fifth year option. Doesn't have to be like, Hey, F you guy, like you can't play. It can also be like, Hey, we still have ways to make sure you're going to be here. And we still have ability to sign you to a new contract. Let's not take the pivotal year and handcuff if we need to change directions. What, why do you think it's a big deal that it gets talked about on draft side of all? Which team's going to trade back into the first round, get that fifth-year option? It's a talking point Chris, on the it, broadcast. The Ravens did this with Lamar Jackson for this exact They're not reason. even economically feasible years anymore. They're not even appealing years. I don't, I don't what, get you it. You say $15 million versus if you didn't have the fifth year option, you had to pay him a regular contract anyway? And most like of the time, quarterback, like, and most of the time, one year. And most of the time, they're getting paid anyway ahead of time. Like, the fifth year option doesn't, right. even, doesn't even get on the table. Right. Because after year you three, they're paying one, these you, guys. You extend that player after three years. Right. And he gets a prorated out signing bonus and he gets a scaled salary that pushes out and you don't really start getting the big time base salaries till year six anyway. So they. Baker's fifth-year option got picked up April of last year, so right after they made the playoff run in Stefanski's first season. So it was very reactionary to, oh, gosh, Stefanski's here. Baker looked good. We made the playoffs. We almost beat the Chiefs. Like, got to have that guy. And then, and then think about that. After one season, after one season of Stefanski, the immediate reaction was for picking up his fifth-year option. And this is not a shot at Baker. A Baker fan, I think Baker should be a starting quarterback. I think I've made that clear. But after one year, yes. that was the reaction. Then, after a year that was marred with injury, Baker was not healthy, and he didn't play well, but Baker was also not healthy last year. There. They just and, and now, this year, after that season, it's like, oh, got to get rid of him. Get Like, what? Like, you went from, this is our guy, fifth-year option getting picked up, to running him out of town. And by the way, they were, they were running him out of town long before they traded for Deshaun Watson, so nobody hit me with Correct. the... They they traded for Watson and then ran him out of town. No, they were wasn't there like Kirk Kirk Cousins rumors and stuff like that too. Running this guy out of town from the moment the season ended. Yeah. So, yeah, can we let's please normalize and standardize? You know, the fifth year option, the dynamics of it have become much more player friendly. You know what's still team friendly? The franchise tag, which you can Mm -hmm. still use twice if you want to. Yep. So if, if you get burned with that, just understand, okay, I'd rather pay five years more and give him the franchise tag versus the fifth-year option if we can't agree on a contract extension than lock him in when I don't know who he is. It turns out he doesn't perform. We need to go a different direction to save my own job. And then I can't move him because nobody wants the, the, the dollars because we handled it the way that we did last year. A mess. And by the way, a mess that doesn't have any clarity from three months ago. Like we're still in the same mess we've been in this entire time. Good times. And oh, by the Long way, they're, 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 they're starting draft. quarterback for this season's probably going to get suspended for the entire year. Good times. Fun times here on Draft Dudes. We hope you guys enjoyed Great job, Cleveland. Great this job. episode of the podcast. Kyle Krabs, Chris Hubert. Thanks to our friends at Ben Online for their continued support of the show. Make it a great day. And we will talk with you guys again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.